What's up, everybody? Uh, just before the episode starts, I had to push this episode back a day uh, because I wanted to get some Zion news out. Uh, so if you are listening to this and you're hearing me say that this is episode 39, it's actually episode 40. Uh, this episode is coming out on Friday rather than Thursday. So I just wanted to point that out, and now let's get into the episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Heroes for Sale podcast. This is episode 39. Uh, I am your host, Adam, so I'm going to be trying something new on the podcast. If um, if you have a question and you want to get a shout-out on the podcast, send me a DM on Instagram with a topic or something uh, that you want to hear if you are a loyal listener, if maybe this is your first episode and you have some questions that I can answer. Uh, I want to I want to start including more uh more people in the community into the show, similar to kind of what I'm doing on Instagram with um, how I repost a lot of people's cards. I want to start kind of getting maybe some more people uh, involved in the podcast. I do want to start doing interviews as well. Uh, I still am trying to figure out how to do that. So uh, for now, if you have a question or something you want answered, uh, you can send me an Instagram direct message or uh, probably that's probably going to be the best best way to contact me so for the first the first episode that we're doing this i want to give a shout out to 219 breaks uh somebody who reached out to me said they listened to a lot of the shows um and their question was about hockey they do uh they basically collect a lot of hockey and i don't i feel like i don't talk as much about hockey uh they've given me a bunch of feedback on like stuff to improve and areas that they think that uh, maybe I could add stuff into the show, and I think one since I don't do as much hockey, that's why I just don't talk about it as much. But there is kind of something with hockey that is different than most other um, most other sports. So on today's episode, we're actually going to be talking about exclusive uh, exclusive contracts that companies and sports have together, and why you don't see. Uh, different, why you don't see like Panini baseball with like logos and why you don't see tops of football or tops uh, basketball anymore. So basically what has happened in the card industry is that there are these things that the sports and the card companies signed an exclusive contract to only make um, licensed products with certain companies. So uh, basically for the most part, what you'll see is here's how the four major sports in America lay out because there's I'll, I'll add in soccer as a fifth one in there, uh, but that's kind of all over the map. So you've got baseball, Tops has the exclu- exclusive rights for baseball, football and basketball. Panini has the exclusive rights for football and basketball, and then Upper Deck has hockey. Um, I'm also opening up a package, so if you hear some crinkling in the background, that is what it is. I ordered some Neymar cards, and they just came in, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and then, so with soccer, it's kind of all over the place. Like, Tops has some licensing. Uh, Panini has some license licensing. Panini has the license for the English Premier League, um, which is basically the top league in the top soccer league in Europe for the most part. Um, and then, but then I think tops owns the rights to the champions league, which I'm not sure if they've come out with any new champions league products yet since the new Panini partnership with the premier league has come out. So I'm not hundred percent sure if they're going to be including, um, if they're going to be including premier league cards in the champions league set. 
because, I mean, they, I, I don't know if they're going to be unlicensed or if they're going to have the Photoshop or what, how they're going to be treating the Premier League because the Premier League is basically, it's, it's the biggest soccer league in Europe. And since Panini owns the exclusive rights to make those cards, Tops is going to kind of run into an issue when they are making, um, when they're making the Champions League cards. Because Tops also makes uh, Bundesliga, which is basically the top league in uh, Germany. Uh, I think Tops owns the exclusive rights to the exclusive rights to those cards. Um, so that's why you see there's a like. Um, Weston McKinney is a uh, American player, and he has uh, some of his rookie cards are in the Bundesliga. His 2018 rookie card is a Bundesliga card, but his card from 2019 is a Champions League card because I think they must have they made the Champions League, but I don't think they made the 16. But uh, so one thing that is different that I think is interesting is that tops. And this is a re- this is relatively recent news. So Topps actually got the exclusive rights to make hockey stickers, um, and then also another thing. Like I said, sorry, I'm opening up a package here. Um, another thing that happened recently in the news is that Panini signed an exclusive autograph contract with some of the top. Um, well, I think two of the top draft picks in the NHL. So. You'll, it's weird because you do see Panini and Topps making hockey products, just not like the typical hockey cards. Um, but, but Panini does make hockey cards, but they're more exclusive, which is interesting for Topps on one hand because they have the, like I said, they have the sticker contract, which means they can make, they basically make uh, the stick the stickers for hockey. Uh, and they also are doing the tops now with the stickers, which I think is pretty cool. Um, these are cool. Sorry, I'm looking at the Neymar cards right now, actually. Looks like they're in pretty decent condition. They are actually, like, smaller than regular cards. I think they're Japanese, I'm pretty sure. It just looks like there's Japanese writing on the back there, Panini. Um, but, yeah, sorry, back to what I was talking about. So the exclusives within hockey are different depending on the product that's being made. So like the cards are just upper deck, the stickers are just tops, but then there's also Panini autographs of, I think there's a range, it might be the top pick. I for, Let me just look up the 20, 2019 NHL draft. Uh, NHL draft. Because it was a Rangers player, and I don't remember off the top of my head if this was, it's not Jack Hughes, and I think Jack Hughes was the top pick. Top prospects, uh, let's see, let's see if they, I don't know why it's ranking, not ranking. We're looking for the selections by round here. Um, so the Rangers, so uh, Kappa, uh, Kako, Keiko, so he, I think, I'm pretty sure he's one of those, he's one of the players that has the exclusive with Panini. So Panini does make hockey cards, they're not licensed, so they're, so they're similar to, what uh, they what Panini does with baseball, where they have um, they have the cards themselves, but they just have all the the jerseys and all the logos are photoshopped out. So that's why you know you will see like National Treasures baseball for this. These are Panini products, and you'll see like flawless and impeccable 
Um, and they did even come out, I think, with Don Russ and Optic. But, like, I, I opened up some Optic product at the National, and whew, that was, like, one of, the, one of the worst products I've ever opened in my whole entire life, if I'm going to be completely honest. It was just car, trash card after trash card, and I usually don't say stuff like that. But it was a mess, and I realistically only bought, I think I bought a Mega Box, I'm pretty sure. And the only reason I bought the Mega Box was because at the National, the, the Mega Boxes were half off. They were originally $40, and they were selling, the person that I bought them from were selling them for $20. And with each Mega Box, you got a, uh, you got a, a Panini Silver Pack. So that was basically the only reason why I bought why I was buying those packs was just because I was looking to get some silver packs and they were half off, which, you know, like I said, I like opening products just for fun, but like even that one, it just was like, I only realistically opened it just because like, I felt like I almost had to because I bought it, but it was not good. So like, because the rookies are basically all you're looking for. And I think I must have, I don't know. I'm not sure why I didn't like get many rookies in like the two mega boxes that I opened. It was, it was not great. But so then with, so with baseball tops has baseball. So you're basically only seeing tops with, um, with the licensed stuff. And it's the only sport that really has uh, multiple different license or multiple different um, companies making the cards is Panini. Uh, no, wait, sorry, is hockey. You do have with soccer, you have some different companies making soccer cards, uh, but that's just because there isn't exactly a full licensing that they've gone through. Like, I think the, see, Panini, I think, has, with the exclusives, exclusives that they have gotten, to be honest, I think Panini has positioned themselves in the card world as, like, they have basically... They have the two top sports in America, and then they have the top league in the world for the top sport in the world. So, like, that's where I think Panini is really kind of setting themselves up pretty well in the future, getting the exclusives for these certain, uh, for the certain sports that kind of lines them up as, like, the top company. Like, baseball, like, when you think sports cards, I feel like if you're talking to somebody who is new to sports cards, you say sports cards, and they instantly think baseball cards. So that's why... One reason why I think Tops kind of Tops having baseball cards um, is is a big deal because, like I said, I think if you're talking to somebody and you're telling them about sports cards, they're immediately going to go to baseball cards just because that's like the most common thing. Tops also has exclusives to Star Wars. Um, they also have like pop culture stuff, like they have the uh, Trash Pail Kids. I think I don't know if they still make those cards, but I know they did. Uh, and then they also have Stranger Things. So, like, they have some pretty big pop culture cards, but, you know, I'm not 100% sure how uh, how popular those cards are considering that, you know, considering that there, there's other types of stuff in the pop culture communities that maybe people are collecting rather than cards themselves. Uh, the autographs of the cards, I think those are kind of big deals. So if you could get, like, a... Uh, the uh, Millie Bobby Brown autograph, I feel like that's probably a big deal. Uh, I think she's probably going to be an actress coming up. She may have been, I don't know. You, you say the thing that's str interesting about Stranger Things, like have these actors and actresses who are like 14, 15, 16 years old, have they like peaked in their careers yet? Like they're on, like it's almost like, it's almost like Jimmy Garoppolo when he played for the Patriots. It's not really the same thing, but it's, 
the, their first, and it's not, probably not their first shows, but one of their first shows is becoming, is like the biggest one of all time almost on Netflix. Uh, so that's basically what Tops has when, they, when you're looking at kind of exclusive contracts, um, exclusive contracts with Tops itself. So one thing uh, with Upper Deck, so Upper Deck has the exclusive autograph contracts with LeBron, I believe Michael Jordan, um, and then they have all the hockey guys, so that's one thing. But then they, but for basketball, then they have AD and they have Ben Simmons. So the reason for that is because Rich Paul, who is LeBron's agent, uh, who like basically grew up with LeBron, has been around him all the time. Like he's had his any any of his clients are signing exclusive autograph contracts with Upper Deck. So I believe that Ben Simmons does have rookie autos in both Upper Deck and in Panini products. But I think after, rookie, after the rookie year is when uh, Ben Simmons stopped. He doesn't have any autographs. Like, you can't find any Ben Simmons autographs now or Anthony Davis or LeBron. So, like, when you look at, like, a, a product like Goodwin Champions, that has, like, a wide array of different players from different sports and you look at that product itself, and that has, like, I think it has LeBron autos. And, you know, you look at, for Upper Deck, that's, like, one of their products. That's, like, one of their premier products for autographs because of just, like, there's it's a mixture of different sports and different, like, areas. I don't know if they have, like, actors. I don't know if it's kind of almost like Allen and Ginter where they have, like, the odd, the odd cards, I think, in there. When I was at the National... Uh, one of the things they did for all the collectors was they gave people who were, what exactly was it? They, they did, shoot, what was it? There was um, live auction, no, no, live raffles that they were doing. And the live raffles, if you didn't win anything from the raffle, they were giving away full sheets of cards. Which, if you don't know, uh, that's how cards are printed. This, at least from my understanding is the sheet from 1 to, they probably do 1 to 150 or 1 to 300. They could print the whole thing on there. I don't know if they do that for sure. But they print all the cards on one sheet, and then they're cut. That's, how, that's why you'll see like some of the cards are off-centered because they might be at the bottom of the pile or it might be in the middle of the pile, and someone may have uh, shifted the machine or adjusted where the printing was, and that kind of makes the cuts all all wonky in, in a way, uh, and that's why, that's, it's interesting, that's when I saw that whole sheet, I had never seen the sheets before, uh, apparently there is like a conspiracy theory that the, um, uh, upper deck actually printed just sheets and sheets and sheets of the upper, of the Ken Griffey Jr. card, if you haven't seen Jack of All Trades, it's a documentary on Netflix that has to do with baseball cards, but it also has some other stuff to it, I definitely suggest looking looking into it because it was it's very cool and it's actually a really awesome story too. Uh, they kind of get into some baseball stuff, but then they also get into the main the main character. I believe his name is Stu Stone, um, and he is his father was like one of the like top baseball card dealers back in the eighties and nineties, and apparently he like disappeared and now they now they're like looking for him. And it's a whole story. You'll if you watch. I definitely suggest watching the documentary if you want to learn some stuff about baseball cards. But then if you also want to just like watch an interest, an interesting documentary that also has some interesting, like just regular people in it. Um, 
One thing, so on to kind of the next sport. So I'm going to talk about sport here because I, I'm not sure how the exclusive contracts work here because I'm going to bring in another type of product. I'm using product in parentheses because it's not, it's not technically a product, but it is uh, football. So the product I'm talking about is Madden, so the football games. And actually, this kind of goes for all the sports, I guess. So, But for Madden specifically, because of the way that um, – because it's with like baseball – they actually use Topps cards in the in the game. And also, I know they came out and said that the show is going to be on Xbox soon, but for the longest time, it was just on Sony. Uh, and then they switched the... I think they switched... Um, what's it called? The like licensing, which... The, the changes in the licensing that Topps has made and then also that, the, that MLB The Show has made, I think is going towards in a direction that we could start to see some of the exclusives start to be more than one company has the rights to make these cards. And that's kind of the point of everything. I think at the end, I'm going to recap that. Um, Let me just write that down. Every company coming back. Because, you know, if, if, if you're looking at like one of the main reasons why why baseball and sports cards kind of died off a little bit. It, I think one of the reasons was because there were so many, so many companies making different products, and they were all just, like, basically base products. I mean, like, you look at, like, I mean, there was, like, Fleer. There was, like, Score, which I know is still a brand with Panini, but, like, there were all these individual companies that were making cards, and they all – there was no licensing. It was just the Wild Wild West. Anybody could make anything they wanted, and – once anybody can make anything they wanted, that started making other companies want to print more so that way there was more of their product in the market where, rather than their competitors. And that just that just kind of led down this spiral and rabbit hole of now you, if you look at, if, if hypothetically, if you were to go back to when you were a kid and you were looking at your baseball cards, you're going to see companies that you have no idea what they are because they're just not around anymore. Uh, but so, yeah, so back to, sorry. I think I went on a little bit of a tangent there. So back to uh, the Ma- so Madden, basically. So Madden doesn't use Panini's cards the way that uh, the way that MLB the Show does with Tops. So that I think means that there are so the ga- so there must be some sort of gaming um, gaming license that is that Madden uses that uh, because I know there is an exclusive players rights because that's the only reason that's the reason why like you only see one Madden essentially and you don't see like like 2k used to make a football game um and I think I don't know if anybody else made a football game like EA is basically the only company that makes the football game but then the other interesting thing about gaming is I think that there then is like a mobile gaming thing because Topps has a a mobile gaming app similar so there's a thing called tops bunt which also has physical products i think because there's i think there's physical cards you can buy but they're also on an app that there also is a tops huddle i think and that's the football product of tops on mobile so you see that there's different layers to the different because there's like mobile and then there and there's gaming but then there's also mobile gaming but then there's the physical product. So, like, you see these companies are m- still sort of making the cards. Like, you see Topps is still kind of designing a football product. It's just not a product, really, that you, can, you can't you can buy it in the store. Um, 
the way that I think you can buy Topps Bundle. I'm not 100% sure on that one, but like you can't, like Topps Hurdle is the football gaming, mobile gaming product that has sports cards as the main function. Because I guess with the NBA, <clears throat> the NBA basically, I don't think they have something that's similar to that where uh, they're pretty much with Panini. And I know that like NBA 2K does have like a game. NBA 2K has a mobile game, but then they also have their NBA 2K, which, oh, and, oh, and sorry. So I should have, uh, specifically within the gaming, there are modes where, so in Madden, it's called Ultimate Team, and Diamond, in MLB The Show, it's called Diamond Dynasty, and then in uh, 2K, I think it's just called My Team, and there are games where, it's, it's a game within the game that you basically collect cards, and you can do missions, and you get coins or tokens and then you can buy different cards and you can flip cards on the market that's actually and a story that i probably want to get into in the future a little bit more is a origin type of story of how kind of i got to this point where i was doing the podcast and making all the sports card content it actually realistically like i think the one thing that was that really started out was flipping cards for mlb the show and because uh, i was doing it like on my phone and like on my lunch break, I would just like flip cards like on the market and make coins for the game. And I was like, there has to be a way to do this in real life. So that's when I kind of started looking into a little bit more. And then also Gary Vee was another reason why uh, I kind of started looking into sports cards a little bit more. But it, it also, it stemmed uh, very significantly because it also in, uh, so 2015, 2016, and probably even 2017, I was playing Madden Ultimate Team pretty significantly. I'd say like, so basically if you can imagine all the content that I make with podcasts and all of the content that I make on Instagram and on TikTok, if you took all that time and just put it into Madden Ultimate Team, that's for the most part what it was. So I was looking for a more productive way to do what I was doing with like Ultimate Team and like, uh, and uh, sorry, and the show and like all, like the cards, basically. And also, another thing, there was the NBA 2K, my team, there was a mobile app that I was just absolutely, like, I couldn't, I don't know, I, I think I was, like, a little bit addicted. I was pretty addicted to the app because, like, one story that is actually, it's a little bit embarrassing to tell. And if anybody knows, uh, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, uh, definitely send me a DM because I'm sure we can connect and be like, I know exactly what you're talking about. So the NBA 2K mobile my team was like a card game where you have your lineup and you have your five best cards and you then will face against computer teams and you, there's like five different uh, there's five different uh, uh, what am I looking for stats and it's like your your offense is going up against their defense so you pick your offensive player they pick their defensive player and it's best of five so if you win the first three you know you win and then you at the end of the game you pick more cards and you kind of try to rank up your deck uh and i was so like i, I was addicted to the game i would I'm, I'm gonna have to go ahead and say that so there was this one there was a part in the there was a thing in the game where it was a computer simulated part where it was like the season so what would end up happening would be you'd have a deck, you'd have your starters, and then you'd have, I think it was either two or three lines of backup. So 
your deck would be like super good and then you have all your backup players and every computer simulated game which would take like an hour technically it would be like every 15 minutes the quarter would update so it would, the season itself would take like a week or two uh and then what would happen is you would play other people who made decks and you wouldn't technically play the game but it was more simulated and you would put you would switch your players out and back and forth for like each game costs like 25 health or something and as your health went down like if you played four games in a row your stats then went down so you then switch the players out and all that stuff so you get to the playoffs and the playoffs like the conference championship game the conference championship series would be in the middle of the night so there was a couple times where i woke up at three four o'clock in the morning and i switched out my players so that way when i woke up at six or seven or eight i could then switch my players back and i would hopefully get to the finals because you got like a card that was way above your deck if you finished in a certain way so yeah that's just that's my story of my nba 2k how and how i was addicted i don't play the game anymore because they like totally I tried playing it a couple times a few years ago, and then I tried playing it recently, and they totally changed the whole mechanics, and I just remember the specifics and how much stuff there was, and I was like, I cannot do this again. I cannot. It's almost, it's, it's similar to, like, I, I heard that they came out with World of Warcraft again, and I heard a lot of people were playing it, and they were like, they, need, they stopped playing because they remember how addicted they, were to, to, addicted they were to World of Warcraft, and I was like, I remember, so I cannot do this. Um, so that's my story about NBA, t- my NBA 2K. And they don't use Panini cards in that app. So I'm guessing that there must be some sort of either a licensing thing or that they, there's something where they just, they don't use the cards, like I said, the way that MLB The Show does. And the way with MLB The Show, you can play the flipping on your computer, which was like huge because like I would go to like work or something and in the mornings I would buy a bunch of cards and then flip them and then at lunch I'd buy a bunch more cards and I'd flip them and it was like it was a whole racket. Um so yeah, back to and that's pretty much everything I wanted to cover. I guess I'll get into soccer a little bit. I kind of talked about it. Uh Panini has EPL, but then there's also Tops UCL. Um and actually I think I already got into this, so I think we should be all right. If you have any que- if anybody has questions about this, it's confusing, and, um, you know, people will say, like, well, is, like, if you can find certain players, their values might be there, but, like, I suggest just staying away from unlicensed products until, until they can bring more companies in. Um, I think with Tops and Hockey and Panini and just basically Hockey, I think, is a it's an example of the way that I think we could see in the future multiple companies making cards slash stickers. I mean, because the stickers, if you don't take them out of the thing, they're just cards, basically, but you, they're stickers. Because they make tops now stickers for hockey. So, it's, I don't know. That's an interest, That's a thing that's like, that's a thing that's there. So, if you're, if you're looking for cards and you're maybe a new collector, I would just stay away from unlicensed products altogether for the most part they don't hold as much value and i'm not sure i it's it's because that it's because they don't have the logos which i guess is like you look at and you say well that's kind of that's i don't know why is that and it's like well it just is like i don't know there's some things in the card community that are just like it just is (laughs) like it's hard there's no real rhyme or reason to something like i mean the the reason it is what how it is with baseball and with the panini products and don russ and optic and people don't like them as much it's just because uh 
they don't have the logos. And I think it maybe, you know, it is an opportunity, like if you're looking for like an Acuna auto, or if you're looking for like any type of autos or like an Acuna or um, Soto or I mean any of the, even the newer players, like you can find cheaper cards from Panini, obviously. It's just, you know, you're taking a little bit more of a risk if you're investing more into these cards because at any point, like I think, that, well, not at any, technically not at any point, but at some point, uh, there could be Panini or another company could come in and then they could now make two companies could make baseball cards. But I don't think it's not in the it's not in that company's best interest for that to happen. But it would have to be something where the MLB Players Association has to step in and say, we want other companies to be able to make it. So and, you know, I don't know if really the MLB Players Association cares. Uh, so. That's where you probably wouldn't see any type of difference. You wouldn't see, you wouldn't see them kind of making a making a stand and saying, "Well, we want this." Um, and the same with all the rest of the players' associations. You, I just don't think you you're not, you're not seeing the players' associations really making big fusses about sports cards. Maybe you will in the future. And I think one thing that could be interesting in the future is in CBAs. Is if you look at if you look at the company, see. It's interesting. I, I talked about this on the last episode about the, the about the one of ones and how much they sell for, and I think that's one reason why Panini is trying to they created the blockchain because they're saying we are making these products and we're making these cards and they're selling for. Um, just for an example, I think the Adley Rushman one of one sold for twenty six thousand dollars, but like tops. Tops doesn't see any of that. Tops doesn't see any percentage of that money that was sold. Or like Panini is looking at like the $56,000 Zion one of one that sold and say, well, what the heck? We're not making any of that. And same with the players. I, you know, this is another reason why I think the players, the players association, the one reason why they could step in is if they say, well, we see these cards selling for X amount of dollars. We want a percentage. And if hypothetically, if Topps is like, no, you can't get a percentage, then they say, all right, well, Panini, here's the license. You can, if you can give us a percentage or somehow, I don't know how they would do it, but it's just something that I'm thinking about. I'm kind of uh, spitballing off the top of my head of why, why there could be some sort of connection or um, uh, different companies could start making other cards again, I guess. It's got to be a money thing. It's, it, uh, everything is a money thing. So it has to be... Panini or Tops or what the, ML, the MLB or the NBA looks at the secondary market and says, well, we got to figure out how to take a piece of this action because, you know, I don't know. It's just these cards are just selling for ab- absurd amounts, and the companies that make the cards don't get any of it. And the players that are on the cards slash signing the cards, they get a piece from the company because they because of the MLB Players Association and because some players will sign exclusives or um, – Players will, players get a certain amount of money per how many autographs they are. Obviously, the better players get more, but you know, for, and that's, you know, that's also a reason why you see like so many, like that's one reason why the Don Russ, like when I was, or Optic Baseball, that's one reason why the autographs that I pulled out of that were not good and why you see sometimes that you're going to open up a box and the autos are going to be some random player because they can pay for, a hundred random players, the same amount as one Zion. So it's like, why would they, they can fulfill, if they have a hundred boxes, they can fulfill 
the autographs that they are guaranteeing in the boxes with Joe Schmo and pay him ten dollars per auto, or they can, or they have to pay Zion a thousand dollars per auto. Like it's a, like I said, it's a money thing. It makes more sense for the company to do it that way, uh, rather than filling it and paying up, paying big bucks for all the autographs. And yeah, that's I mean that's gonna be it for the episode. Uh, like I said, if you have any questions or want to get a shout-out on the next episode, um, shoot me a message on Instagram. That's probably the best place. If you're not following me on TikTok, I definitely suggest it. Uh, I'm trying to go live on there soon. You have to have 1,000 followers to go live. And I keep watching all these videos where everyone's like, I, tr- I tried to be TikTok famous for a week, and I got 40,000 followers. I've been posting on TikTok for two months, and I'm only at like 650, which, granted, no, I'm at like six. 620 now which like honestly for me that growth is is better than it is on instagram so i'm not even really complaining there i'm just saying i want to try and go live on there sooner you have to have a thousand followers and i don't have a thousand followers yet so follow me on tiktok if you're listening to this podcast um on instagram as well i would imagine if you're gonna be sending me a dm on instagram you probably already follow me there uh if you check out the link in my bio there's a couple different things in there i just got the merch shop back up uh, that has, there's a Trey Young shirt and there is a Luka Doncic shirt in there. And then there's some other, uh, baseball shirts in there. Uh, I'm going to be trying to maybe do a once a week type of thing with the shirts. I haven't fully decided. I mean, I have really, realistically, I haven't sold that many shirts. So, uh, if people like the shirts, uh, I would, I hope you would buy a shirt or at least be like, I like this shirt and I don't like this one, whatever. Give me a little bit of feedback if you could. Um, there is on Twitch, it's Heroes for Sale 5 on Twitch. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I post some stuff on there. I'm hoping to get a tripod and I get a new mic soon. So, um, the new mic should be here in a couple days and the tripod I'm going to be ordering in a couple weeks. Um, and I'll be probably posting some more exclusive stuff on there. The, um, podcast, I'll be recording some podcast episodes, might do some exclusive stuff, but that's going to be it for the episode. I mean, like I always say LinkedIn, you can follow me on LinkedIn too, if you want to Adam Palmer, I have red hair, uh, look for me there. Uh, but that's going to be it for the episode, everybody. I will see you in the next one.